Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Wedding Photo Podcast. This episode is brought to you by IE Photo Rentals. IE Photo Rentals is a rental house located in Pomona, California, uh, serving all of the Inland Empire and beyond. If you haven't been to IE Photo Rentals, uh, you can check them out online, iephotorentals.com, and uh, you can see their giant list of photography, videography gear. They have lighting gear. They have um, audio equipment. Uh, they have everything that you need for your next shoot, so go check them out. And uh, if you go in uh, and mention this podcast, they will give you 10% off of your next rental. So thank you, iPhoto Rentals, uh, for supporting this podcast. This week, we have another guest. I'm really excited. I told you I was going to bring on some more guests, and um, luckily, we've had some really amazing people stopping by, and this week's guest is... Uh, nothing short of amazing. I worked with Jamie uh, maybe like a year or two ago. I can't really remember. Uh, she is a wedding coordinator, uh, I think working down in like the Temecula area. Um, and I just remember how much fun. I was second shooting for one of my friends and we both met Jamie at this wedding. And she was just so fun to work with. Um, she was really easy going. She really helped us out throughout the day. And um, I've kept in, t- in touch with her uh, ever since. Um, I've watched her business grow. You know, I really love watching uh, good people doing what they love to do and um, excelling at it and growing their business. And, and I love everything about that. And so, of course, um, I've paid close attention to what Jamie's been doing. She recently just started a YouTube channel that just took off and went through the roof, uh, which we talked about on the podcast Um, So I'm really excited to have her on here. I had a really fun conversation with her and uh, I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. So uh, without any further ado, I present to you Jamie Wolfer. Thank you so much for, for doing this with me. You're so welcome. I've, I was talking to my husband. I was like, okay, well, I have my six o'clock. And he's like, oh, okay. And sometimes he asks, you know, what the appointments are about or who the couple's with because he yeah. kind of gets to know them, you know, um, just by whatever that term is, osmosis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not osmosis, but we're going to call it that because <laughs> um, I just don't shut up about what I do. And uh, I was like, yeah, I got to go. And if you could help keep the kids really quiet. And he's like, like, okay. I'm like, yeah, because you know, with the interview and stuff, I just want to make sure there's no loud noise in the background. He's like, what are you, what? There's an interview. So I'm like kind of nerdy excited about this. So I'm um, just being interviewed for a podcast. Oh, that's all. <laughs> so, so I, I invited you on, I wanted to have you on because you know, this podcast is, I guess, mainly geared towards photographers or photographers wanting to get into the wedding industry. Um, but the way that I learned, uh, I learned wedding photography and, and everything about the business is, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to work 
in a studio with a ton of other photographers. So whenever I had a wedding coming up, I had tons of people that I could go to and get all kinds of different advice from uh, from the business. And I could take all that little advice and kind of make my own out of it. So kind of in the same way, I like to invite different vendors in the wedding industry to talk mm-hmm. about what they do, how they do it, because I think it's important to get like different perspectives uh, from the industry um, yeah. for everybody that's, that's coming in. And on top of that, you know, us wedding photographers, we're also trying to build a business, which is what you're doing and what you have done. And, you know, so mm. getting all this advice from different people, I think it definitely benefits, you know, tons of people. So, Oh, I agree. Mm-hmm. And I've watched you grow your business. I mean, I, I, I don't, man, I, I think I worked on a wedding with you like easily like two years ago. I don't, I don't even remember August how of 2016, you know, the date. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like August 2nd or 3rd. Yep. Yeah. That was, yeah, yeah. that was my second official wedding. Yeah. And I was second shooting for, uh, Eric. If you Eric. remember Eric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that wedding, even, I think it got published too, or something like that. I yeah. Think it, yep. On, yeah, I don't remember which one, but it did get published. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and that was super fun. And, and you know what, I, I, I reached out to you because I remember your professionalism Ooh. at the wedding and, uh, and also how much fun you were in general. So you're, you're like this quirky, like fun coordinator, get along <laughs> with everybody, but you're getting your stuff done. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so, um, I wanted to just kind of pick your brain about like, you know, your take on the industry and the things that you're doing. So, um, if you could just tell me like a little bit about yourself and like how you got into, into the wedding industry. Yeah. We're already recording. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Great. Glad I, I wasn't swearing up a storm. <laughs> oh, oh, you can swear. It's all good. I, I think. <laughs> could you imagine if we get halfway through this and you'd be like, uh, we got to do it over again. No, there'll just be like a big E next to it for explicit. That's all. <laughs> just kidding. Because my mom listens to this. I never swear. What are you talking about? <laughs> Um, okay. So a little bit about me and how I got started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have always been, um, really enthralled with making really making beautiful things out of no money. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a single mom for a long time, so I never really had a lot. So for me, stretching a dollar became like a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up actually in a pastor's home where we hosted a ton of events all the time. So I would watch my mom put these things together and I was like her right hand man in those situations. And I thrived. Um, and I also really like administration. I like doing paperwork, which is not a normal thing for people to say. So when I started (laughs) planning my wedding, I was like, Oh my goodness, this is the perfect convergence of everything I love. Um, I get to make something pretty. We don't have a lot of money, so it's really going to push me. Um, I get to put on an event, which is amazing. Um, And I get to do all this back and forth email administrative type of work with different vendors trying to figure out what the best thing is um, for our wedding day. And then when our wedding was over, I thought, oh, my goodness, I don't know if I can live without that. It just was like an innate desire within me like I have to keep doing this. So I went to my husband and I I told him, like, there is an emptiness inside of me and I need to figure out how to fix this because this has awoken a monster that I don't think we know what to do with. Um, and six weeks later I booked my first event. So it's been a pretty slow, it was a pretty slow start and it still is. I mean, we still only do 20 to 25 events a year, um, which is not 
not a whole lot, but yeah. it's perfect for me because I'm still a stay at home mom and yeah. got a house to rent. So that's kind of how I got started. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, and that is a lot of work still, I would say, <laughs> you know, yeah. so I'm sure you stay really busy. Uh, how long have you, how long have you been doing it now? We are at almost three years. Yeah. Yeah. And you say we, you have a team that, that you work alongside with? I do. I, I always use the term we. Uh, <laughs> I, even when I didn't have a team, but I never work an event alone. So I always at least have an assistant and or an intern with me. But now we're at the point where, especially because of everything that's been happening with the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. um, we're getting anywhere from like five to in, five to ten inquiries a day on some days, that's which is awesome. a lot. That's and it, awesome. it is incredible, yeah. but it's definitely a lot to keep up with and it's not something I want to handle all by myself. (laughs) So I am raising up a team of other lead coordinators and lead planners who can take over events from start to finish just under the JW coordination umbrella. Yeah. Oh my God. That's, that's actually really exciting to hear. That's, that's so cool. (laughs) It's, it's very cool. It's also very scary. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good though. That scary is going to keep pushing you too. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and tell me what you do with your team. Tell me a little about, about like your, you know, your business and what you do for your couples as a wedding coordinator. So we offer a myriad of packages, um, for couples and it could be anywhere from, you know, just, we call it month of coordination. I don't like the term day of coordination because it's a complete misnomer. Yeah. <laughs> it makes people think like, Oh, you just show up on my wedding day and you make stuff happen. Yeah. No, no absolutely not. I need to get a bunch of information from yeah. people beforehand. So that usually involves a detailed meeting about four to six weeks out from their event. Mm-hmm. Um, and then about eight hours, eight to nine hours on a wedding day with myself and an assistant or a lead planner and assistant. Mm -hmm. And then we also offer like a partial planning package, which is the same thing as month of, but we tack on five additional details meetings. Mm -hmm. Um, or we have our full planning package, which has 10 meetings. So it just depends on what the couple needs, how much help they need along the way. Um, it depends on how much they feel like they can handle this themselves Mm -hmm. and it depends on their budget. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. And I imagine that your your uh the packages that you offer also uh include like the how big your team is for for the day too. Our packages well, we usually only have two people. Okay. Sometimes three if I have an intern. The okay. only reason I add on more people is if there's more DIY elements because yeah. I'm only one person and yeah. I've showed up to an event before. And there's been two truckloads of things that need to be set up and they expect <laughs> myself and one other person to do it. So we ask all the questions now. Yeah. Um, and if it's, if it's over 150 guests, 200 guests, I need more people. Yeah. So it's the, basically like the, the amount of people I have there is based on how much do we need to set up and how many people do we need to manage? Yeah. Because moving 150 people is completely different than moving 300 people. Mm-hmm. And let me ask you about like uh, when you started your business, what did you what did you do to like gain some of the experience? Because now you're like three years in and it sounds like you got a pretty steady flow. You got work coming in right now. You're getting even more inquiries. I'll talk about the YouTube channel a little bit later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But how did you how did you get started? Like, how did you uh, get yourself into it so that you can start gaining experience and, and getting more more inquiries? That's a great question. I did two things. Um, first of all, word of mouth is a very powerful thing. And Mm -hmm. I relied on that heavily. Um, uh, the first couple I worked with, they were 
fresh out of college. Mm-hmm. And so when all of their friends were getting engaged, they were sending me their way, yeah. which was immensely helpful. They were actually friends with my brother and they all went to the same college. In fact, I could probably say a good third of the weddings that I continue to do are people from this particular college oh, nice. <laughs> because that word of mouth train is yeah. insane. Um, and then the second thing that I did was I actually did um, bridal bazaars. I did bridal expos and I, of course, because I'm crazy and like to make pretty things out of nothing, put together these really elaborate booths and I did it twice and I haven't done it since because it is a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but basically create a space where brides and grooms, if they're at the expo can come by. And that was probably the biggest Kickstarter for me in the very beginning. Um, because no one else really decorated their booth. So it was eye catching and it drew people in. And I also did a raffle. Which basically meant uh, I gave like anywhere from ten to twenty percent off to anyone who would take me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you won. You won. <laughs> please, please let me be at your wedding. Yeah, <laughs> but it definitely it got me more experience. It um, put more weddings in my portfolio, yeah. which is something I desperately needed, especially because I think the number is like something like eighty percent of couples book their vendors based on their social media presence. Yeah. So I knew that I had to get something yeah. out of all of that. That and a couple styled shoots. Yeah. So I had more material to work with. Nice. And I know, we, you know, as uh, when we're all starting our business or when we're, you know, when we're a couple years in, I know that you have these moments when you notice certain changes. So mm-hmm. when, when did you notice like a change or like a real traction in your business? Was it the, was it the photo expo or... Was there something else where you're like, oh, this is becoming an actual business? Like, when did you see that happen? You know, it's been more of a slow process. I wouldn't say that there was ever this instantaneous, and not that that's what you're implying, but there wasn't ever this like, oh, whoa, this is a thing now. Yeah. Um, It was definitely more of a slow progression. And I do think the bridal expos really helped to kickstart that. Mm Mm-hmm. They're exhausting, and I don't recommend doing a whole lot of them, but that was probably the biggest nugget that I yeah. could have had. Um, but I think it was when, in the second year, where I was like, people are still, I'm not advertising anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying anything. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not putting myself out there, and people are still coming to me. Holy smokes, yeah. what is happening? So I think <laughs> about the beginning or maybe halfway year through year two, I was like, oh, this is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What? <laughs> I think that's good to hear too, because uh, uh, same with our business. Like it, it was a slow process, and and we have friends that you know said, "Hey, I want to be a wedding photographer," and a year later, they're killing it. You know, and then, yeah. but but you know, I think it's a lot of pressure to put on yourself to think that like that's the way it's gonna happen. It doesn't yeah. always happen that way. Uh, more often than not, I feel like it is a slower process because you are gaining that experience and. You're mm-hmm. gaining, you know, especially in the wedding industry, like uh, I always talk about like when we're changing our packages up, um, it takes us like a year to see if anything worked, you know, any changes mm-hmm. that we made into our business, it takes like a whole year because they book us, 
um, at that package a year later, uh, we turn in, you know, we actually shoot the wedding and then we mm-hmm. give them the product and then we get like the feedback and we're like, okay, that year worked. We, we set our goals here and, you know, we achieved this much. And so now mm-hmm. we can make changes, you know? So yeah. I feel like it, it could be a, a, a slower process. It's not always just like, oh, I decided to be a wedding coordinator. And, and the next year I just had like 40 bookings, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. I actually, I, if anyone, cause I do get a lot of people who want to start wedding coordinating or a wedding planning business. And I'm like, don't quit your day job. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on to your day job until you actually are making enough money from yeah. this business to live off of it. Because if it wasn't for the fact that uh, my husband makes great money, I'd have to have a job right now. There's yeah. no way that I could even three years in that I could sustain myself um, or make a generous contribution to mm-hmm. our family based on the amount of weddings I'm getting. So yeah. even though I'm three years in and we're still getting a lot, yeah. if, if I had to, I, I'd still keep a day job. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's, and you, you know, that's just part of the growth. Like you have to know when, uh, to make the jump, but I guess also not be afraid to make the jump too. Absolutely. (laughs) But you gotta, you gotta play it smart for sure. Um, so what kind of things do you do to like maintain your business? How do you stay organized? You know, cause in, in, in your business, I feel like you have to be very detail oriented, (laughs) It feels <laughs> <That's> like <laughs> it is words are hard. Um, I for a long time, okay, so I am detail oriented, yeah. but sometimes I am scattered. <laughs> I'm a big note taker. I right now where I'm sitting, I see four yellow notepads. Yeah, they all contain notes from meetings, and one day <laughs> I will sit down and organize all of them. <laughs> but for the most part, I track most of my business actually through HoneyBook. Yeah. And that has proven to be a really worthwhile investment, okay. especially because um, it's just so easy to send off proposals and things like that. I can't yeah. do it all from the mobile app, which is a little obnoxious, yeah. <laughs> but that's the best way that I can kind of track where things are going. And it helps me to track, you know, how many inquiries are turning into bookings, yeah. those sorts of things. Yeah. So before then, uh, I have a corkboard um, calendar actually, yeah. where each month is like a 12 by 12 square. It's yeah. huge. It takes up an entire wall. So I would put notes all over it. So that's how I used to organize it. Yeah. And I have this big old binder with papers falling out of it. And I've <laughs> yellow notepads everywhere. But it wasn't until I got HoneyBook that I was like, oh, look at me. I'm professional. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. do you do you get uh, bookings through HoneyBook too? I use a link from HoneyBook and put that on like the contact part of my website. Okay. So HoneyBook doesn't do advertising like WeddingWire or The Knot does. Yeah. But it's more of like an administrative thing. So it's more for you than it is for anyone else. So all of my bookings come through HoneyBook. Okay. Yeah, I I only ask because I don't use HoneyBook. Um, I do uh, my own CRM. I do my own, you know, I I handle all of it myself still. And I'm always on the fence about it. But I have heard of people like getting bookings through HoneyBook as well. So I don't don't know if that that was a thing. Ooh. Yeah. If that's a thing, I'm missing out. Yeah. (laughs) Come I'll on, ask I'm around. Gonna... I'll ask around if I find out. Uh, I forgot who told me, but um, it'll come to me. I'll, I'll shoot you a message about it. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> um, how, okay, so how do you uh, how do you guide your couples through through the process? You know of what you do. First step is figuring out their priorities. Yeah. And their budget. Once I know what the most important things that are to them, mm-hmm. and once I know what their overall budget is, and their guest count, because that really affects everything. Most people don't consider how many things it affects. Um, once I figure out those three things, we focus 
more on the priorities and we let the less important things kind of fall towards later or whatever that happens to be. Mm -hmm. So if a couple is really into photography and they want a great photographer, that's one of the very first, well, I always recommend a photographer's Mm -hmm. pretty early book, but that's one of the things that I tell them to focus on. That's one of the things that, um, if they want suggestions, although I'm going to tangent for a second, I prefer to not pick photographers for couples because it's such a personal choice. Yeah. But for other items, um, I'll help them find different vendors based on what their needs are. Yeah. And then it's just a matter of coaching them throughout the process, reminding them what details they need to do, reminding them the next vendor that they need to book, reading over their contracts to make sure that they're actually getting a good deal. Because yeah. for some people, uh, they might think, 4500 for a photography package is great until you read down and see that it's only four hours. Yeah. And then you're like, wait a minute, that's not even, nope, we need to find somebody else. So it's kind of a back and forth of reminding them what they need to do, searching for vendors for them. So it's a continual process of communication, just back mm-hmm. and forth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm huge on, uh, promoting wedding coordinators. Like I think it's so important and for so there's so many reasons why it's important. You know, um, I always look back to our wedding, our wedding, we had, uh, we had our, um, one of our friends was our wedding coordinator. Um, but they've, they've done it before and they, they offered to do it. They're really good friends of ours. Um, and they, they even provided like a whole team and they did such a killer job. Like really, they they came in, uh, we had two locations. We had a ceremony location and then the reception, they came in, they set everything up. Uh, they, they sent somebody over to the reception ahead of time. They set up, um, we never had to worry about, uh, stuff showing up and stuff leaving and cleaning up like none of that stuff. That's insane. And And then just staying on track with everything and the re- that's one of the reasons we promote wedding coordinators because because of our wedding coordinators we got to fully enjoy our day mm-hmm. we literally didn't have to think about anything and when mm-hmm. we go to a wedding and they don't have a wedding coordinator you just you just kind of see it like someone comes from the left and like hey uh uh there's no ice at the place like what who should get ice who should we call for ice like the bride shouldn't have to worry about nope. who's getting ice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I always feel bad. Like that's something that shouldn't even be on your mind. So we were we were fortunate enough to enjoy our entire wedding day. <coughs> you know, we were we we were in the moment the whole time. So we always tell couples like if you don't have a coordinator or you know at least a day of or I guess month <laughs> month of coordinator. There it is. <laughs> that it's it's it really benefits them you know and you guys are totally worth every penny because they get you know they they put so much effort into this huge event you know and then and then they don't get to enjoy it yeah we i i was i'm like well you wouldn't buy a thirty thousand dollar car and not get insurance right yeah would you get a $30,000 event and not get someone to handle it for you? Yeah. Like those sorts of things. You wouldn't yeah. buy a $45,000 yacht and not get a captain. Yeah. What? You can't just sit and party on the yacht without someone driving it unless you just want to stay in the bay the whole time, which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. No, it's huge. Um, so how do you – now when it comes with, to photography, mm-hmm. um, how do you, I know that uh, – the couples will probably sometimes not have a photographer. How do you help them choose, choose a photographer? 
I like for them to choose their own. Mm -hmm. But what I will do is I will review contracts for them. And if they find someone who they, whom they really, really enjoy, but maybe doesn't necessarily fit perfectly into their budget, we try seeing if we can cut back the hours, cut back what's offered. So it's sometimes it's a back and forth communication. But when it comes to photography, I let my couples go free. Just go find someone. Cause you could get yeah. someone light and airy, someone dark and moody. Yeah. It all depends on what you want your wedding photos to look like for the rest of your life. Yeah. So if they have, if they say, oh, we really like dark and moody, I'm like, oh, well, I've worked with this person before. I'm pretty sure they're within your budget. You might want to check in with them. Yeah. So you have some, you have some photographers that you've worked with and that you've connected with. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that you can, uh, you can have them connect with them. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I have a list of preferred vendors. Mm -hmm. So, um, and the only reason they're preferred is I've worked multiple events with them. It's that yeah. same circle of word of mouth. So yeah. oftentimes I'll work with the same photographers over yeah. and over because they, yeah. everybody knows each other. Yeah. Um, and there's a great part about that when they're great vendors. So yeah. Yeah. not as great when they're not great. <laughs> Every vendor we work with is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I will send them basically yeah. here's a list of people I've worked with before. Yeah. Style wise, they may not work for you, but give them a look. So I think this is important for photographers. How how does how does a photographer make your preferred vendor list? Ooh. Well, first of all, I'm real snarky. Yeah. <laughs> I have a great time behind the scenes, yeah. and if if you're a wet blanket, it's not very fun. <laughs> <laughs> because part of I think what makes our philosophy as a company different potentially from other planners or coordinators is I see everyone as a potential client or a potential BFF in the industry. So yeah. I want to be kind to absolutely everyone. One, because I really like people, and yeah. I just want people to like me. <laughs> and two, because we could be developing a longstanding relationship. So um, I like someone who is enjoying themselves, who mm -hmm. clearly knows or clearly shows that they're having a good time. That's important for mm -hmm. me. Anytime, a, And it's okay to be stressed. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But anytime a stress envelops, a photographer so much so that they become snippy or catty or maybe just short. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily my favorite thing to deal with. <laughs> we do it. It's fine. Yeah. I get it. Wedding days are stressful. Yeah. But working with people who are actually joy filled is very, very helpful. Yeah. Um, and also working with the timeline. Yeah. Timelines are really big. So yeah. when photographers tend to go over that becomes that makes my job very difficult because yeah. I'm not just trying to make a couple happy. I'm trying to make the entire group, vendors, guests, wedding party, couple, everyone happy. Yeah. And so sometimes when timelines run over, that gets to be a lot more difficult. So yeah. as much as we try to flex, it's just when a photographer can understand, hey, I have 150 guests. We're 30 minutes over our cocktail hour. We have to move forward. Those sorts of things, just being able to – flexibility. So basically, as long as you're joyful – and as long as you're flexible, I'm gonna love you. Yeah. I'm gonna love you forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and how do you handle that process working with photographers? Do you like reach out to them ahead of time? Do you have like conversations with them ahead of time? What do you, what do you do with that? Normally, I my go-to way of doing it is about 2 weeks out I'll send out a timeline. For the most part, the couples will have already secured an arrival time, but we do some back and forth when it comes to photography and videography to try to make sure we're capturing all of the details. Yeah. So if they're doing a first look, what time does that start? Those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. 
So that's usually my first connection with the photographer is about two weeks beforehand if we're doing month of coordination. Yeah. If it's longer term, perhaps I'll shoot them an email a little bit beforehand. But for the most part, um, the couples do most of the communicating with the photographers mm -hmm. and I'm CC'd on it or I jump in in conversations here and there. Yeah. That's, ten that's how I usually tend to reach out to the majority of the photographers. Yeah. And what would you say are some like no-nos for <laughs> for photographers and videographers that just just as tips like just things mm. to kind of watch out for um please don't ask for a three-hour cocktail hour <laughs> <laughs> i've had that happen and i went you are you no no <laughs> the, the guests will literally start eating each other i can't no um let's see that's, that's, yeah, it's, it's the timeline. It's, I, if I had an experience with a photographer and or a videographer, yeah. I'm gonna keep it big. we're not yeah. going to name any names yeah. where they were so focused on their art, which I do. I love yeah. when they're focused on their art, but it was becoming a problem with our timeline and guests were very hungry yeah. and the parents of the bride were very upset, but they refused to budge because they wanted to get the shots that they wanted to get. Yeah. Yeah. So that for me was, that was a no, no, that yeah. was. A rough one for us other than that I don't know we've been blessed to work with some really great ones so yeah. I don't have a lot of negative yeah. photographer experiences yeah I just like to bring this up you know especially for like uh photographers uh new photographers coming in into the industry you know mm -hmm. some things to be uh I feel like in in this day and age it's uh we see a lot of photographers doing doing their photography like for themselves, like maybe, Ooh. maybe even, you know, I'm not trying to call anyone and I'll be too negative, but it could be <laughs> a little bit like selfish. And, and, and you just have to remember that the wedding day is one, it's for the couple. And, right. and two, you're not the only vendor there. And, and you're, you know, as important as you are, uh, every vendor is equally important. You know, if the catering wasn't there, we wouldn't get fed. If you weren't there, we wouldn't we wouldn't stay on track in yeah. time with everything. You yeah. know what I mean? So like everybody there is important and we're all working together to mm. make the day as beautiful as it can be for the bride and groom. Yeah. You know, so your art as a, or our art as a photographer is important. But, you know, I think it's kind of mean of us to hold everyone back from eating. <laughs> yeah. People are starving. Yeah. I did think of another one. Yeah. And this was something that a client brought to me afterwards because she was very, she was hurt by this. Mm -hmm. And so this, I feel like, would be a great nugget of information. She was watching her photographer's Instagram feed, basically, mm -hmm. and her wedding got little to no attention because she felt like she didn't fit his aesthetic. Really? She felt like she didn't look the way that this photographer wanted his feed to look. So yeah. while we had seen multiple images from multiple different or from the same event, yeah. um, there was only one from hers. And so I feel like that's something to maybe not entirely focus on, but just be aware of yeah. is make sure that everyone is getting their fair share. Because anytime someone's tagged in something on Instagram, you grab your phone, you rush to it and you're like, look at I'm in a picture. Yeah, yeah, Very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and to look at someone's feed and realize, wow, they're not showing my wedding at all. Yeah. Now I understand. Some of the weddings that we work are not the greatest looking weddings. Yeah. <clears throat> Some of them are not. I, I don't feature 
every element from every event that I do because yeah. some of them I don't like and I yeah. don't want to draw in that kind of business and yeah. that's okay. But I still try to feature the elements or different elements of each and every event to make sure that couples know that I value the fact that they honored me with booking me for their yeah. wedding day. Yeah. So that's one thing that I feel like make sure your feed's balanced. Yeah. <laughs> make sure yeah. make sure you're tagging couples. Um because yeah, the bride was pretty hurt by it. And at the same time, make sure that you you are making your bride and groom feel like they are an important, <laughs> you know, and like you value them and they are important to your business just as anybody yeah. else too, you know. Because we don't yeah. treat we don't treat any of our couples any different. They all get the 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 same treatment. We make sure that on the day of, they are the most important people and we let them know how much we love the fact that they chose us to be a part of their big day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, people do business with people. Mm -hmm. So if you want to continue to create and grow and develop your business, then you got to be good people. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Amen. <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, so what would you say? I mean, I already know, but what would you say sets you apart from other coordinators? Oh, um, this is a hard one to answer because I. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, there's so I many mean, things. <laughs> there's so many. No, there are. In fact, this is one thing that I wish the wedding coordinating community would do more. I wish there was more camaraderie because <laughs> sometimes there is a little bit of this competitive yeah. spirit. But um, one of my mentors told me from the wedding industry, she's like, there isn't a, a, an ass for every seat. So if they don't fit with you, that's fine. They'll fit with somebody else. I don't need all the business. I don't want all the business. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I think that perspective helps to keep our team grounded. Um, that, and we don't let them see us sweat, even if something catches on fire, which we've literally had happen before. <laughs> even if, even if I'm cleaning up puke with a five gallon bucket of water, which I've done, <laughs> oh my God. it's, you don't let them see you sweat. Yeah. It's almost, have you seen the movie, the wedding planner? Yes. So you know that scene when JLo is running behind the columns and then walks in between the columns when the guests can see her. Uh -huh. So she runs when they can't see her and then walks when they mm -hmm. do see her. That's, that's, that's you. That's 100%. I don't care if there is bomb on the patio. You are going to walk. <laughs> uh, that and I think our mentality of, you know, we just want to make sure that everyone's day is easier. Yeah. We want to make sure photographers get food during the toast so they're not scrambling when toast happen to run on back in there. We want to mm -hmm. make sure that the DJ has food brought to him. We want to make sure that the rental company knows where everything needs to go. One, because it's great for business. Mm -hmm. And two, because it just makes for a better wedding day and mm -hmm. happy vendors make a happy day. Yep. So, so true. I'm not, I'm not sure if people do that differently, but those are some really key focuses for us. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. And I love what you said about um, how you said you wish there was a little bit more camaraderie. Mm -hmm. um, I I feel like, well, I guess in, in my circle of photographers, I feel like there is a lot of camaraderie. Yeah. But I also like focusing on that side of the business where there is plenty of work for everybody to go around. I don't feel like I'm competing with anybody. You know, the, right. only, per the only person I'm competing with is myself or my wife because we shoot together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but that's about it. <laughs> no, but you know, I think it's important to because you can you can learn so much from others. I know so many people can learn from you, and this is this is a perfect segue to your YouTube channel because that's yeah, exactly that's- what you're doing with your YouTube. You know, um, you're you're telling people how you know how you do what you do. You know what I mean? And you're putting it out there. And I think that that also leaves this space for other coordinators who uh, want to learn how to get into the business. They can also watch your videos yeah. and, and grow themselves. I'm sure you've had coordinators, like you said, you've had coordinators or, uh, that want to get into the business reach out to you. Yeah. You know? So tell me about your YouTube channel. That was like pretty, it's not that long ago, right? Yeah, it's been less, it's been, I went public with it on January 1st. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was dramatic. It's fine. Um, (laughs) and I had been tortured by this for like a year and a half before I even started. I have owned the camera that I film on for like two and a half years. Like, (laughs) no, I owned it at my very first wedding. I have behind the scenes footage of the very first wedding that I worked and I still didn't post anything. So this was something you were planning on, on kind of doing, you had an idea for this ahead of time. I had wanted to do some sort of wedding vlogging Mm -hmm. for years, for years and years and years. And I had procrastinated and procrastinated and put it off and did a bunch of research. And, and it honestly, the one, like the most successful part has just been uploading. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Um, (laughs) And so it officially launched January 1st and yeah, so we're 10 months into it. And yeah. I think, I think today we broke 11,000. Yeah. Wow. Oh, it, and tell me a little bit about your channel, like what you're posting on there. Uh, what, what, what's your content on there? Just so everybody knows what we're talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause people have no, <laughs> <They're> uh, like, <laughs> my, what is happening? <laughs> my main focus is basically to be an online wedding planner of sorts. Now, of course I can't tend to every single detail, but I realized that I could be helping so many more people and there's no one really doing this on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, one cool. Um, and two, I just want to help more. And sometimes I want to sit in front of a camera and yeah. say things that yeah. I want to say to my clients, yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like a jerk saying, but I'm like, if I say it in a vlog, mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully they'll watch it. <laughs> so my focus is budget brides. Um, and budget brides would be, I would define as anyone from like $12,000 to, I think the highest I usually go is like 50, maybe 55,000 for the entire wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, and tips on how to save money, how to, what questions to ask vendors, those sorts of things, um, that I usually deliver in the details meetings that with my clients, but Mm -hmm. just kind of make it cohesive, turn them into lists. Uh, so that couples have something to grab onto. So they're more educated because this is their first time doing this. They yeah. don't know what they're doing and they're not supposed to. And so I really wanted to come up with a place where they could get questions to ask and they could have their questions answered and they could learn along the way how to save money and how to do this more effectively because it's such a shame. It's such a joyous time. It's so much fun. And a lot of times stress just creeps in and takes over. So anything that I can do to help alleviate that, I think is really important. So the main focus of, of the channel is to give wedding planning advice, Yeah. focused on budget brides, focused on people who want to save money, focused on people who are doing DIYs um, and who want to be more educated on the wedding industry because 
yeah. I mean, it's almost like trying to fix your car yourself instead of going to a mechanic. That mm-hmm. sounds ridiculous yeah. unless you unless you know what you're doing with the car, which I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know anything. <laughs> um, you would either do a bunch of research, most likely on YouTube, yeah. or you'd hire a professional to do it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It, so, uh, you know, same thing with like this podcast. We I talk to a lot of photographers and I ask them about same similar things, how they started their business and what the, what do they do in certain situations. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that I get asked is like why people will ask. Uh, why are we sharing like our business secrets, you know? Mm. And I, I mean, you're really exposing yourself with all that on YouTube. So what, what would be your response to that? Well, I think that's a fabulous question. <laughs> <clears throat> that's what I think. I think it's fabulous. <laughs> well, one, my business is now growing insanely because of it. So mm-hmm. even though I'm giving out a bunch of advice, people still want to book us, Mm -hmm. which is insane because they could watch, I don't know how many videos we have right now. I don't know, 40 videos. They could watch those 40 videos and be so much better equipped, but they still want to work with me. They still want to work with my company. So for one, marketing wise, it's great. Um, Because even though I'm putting all those secrets out there, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They still want to work with our company. Um, And two, I just want to help. I want to help people. I we have viewers around the world that yeah. I would probably never be able to work with based on their budget, those sorts of things. Um, you know, they can't afford, afford to fly us to Finland because yeah. we have a bride who watches in Finland and comments all the time. She's the sweetest thing. <laughs> um, so I almost feel like it's my duty to help as many people as possible because yeah. there's so many misconceptions about the industry. Uh, and it's a great marketing thing. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> like 17 birds in one yeah. stone. It's been super cool to watch uh, your YouTube channel grow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm always amazed by that. And, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big YouTuber. I love watching YouTube. Mm-hmm. I have tons of YouTubers that I follow. Uh, we just started a YouTube channel not too long ago for our son. Oh, for our son. Our son. Oh. He, he's been begging us forever to have a YouTube channel. And, uh, just this summer we finally got like the camera and some of the equipment that we wanted for it. And, uh, yeah, he came home one day and I had it all set up, ready to vlog. And he was just like, is that on? And I was like, yeah, dude. He's like, what's up everybody. And he just like jumped right no. in. <laughs> he was all into it. Yeah. So, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> How old is so, he? He's seven. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, so we've been having a ton of fun making his yeah. videos. So like that world of the like the YouTubers and YouTube, it's it's very interesting. It's it's fascinating. So like watching you, somebody that I actually know, grow like just recently. You said you, I mean, you're hitting like eleven thousand plus or, or no subscribers now, right? Yeah. When did you I see? When did you see it peak? Because it was super recent. Once I hit a thousand subscribers. My, like my sub rate per day is anywhere from 105 to 120 people. I love the analytics of it. So, um, once I hit a thousand, it's almost because YouTube and their algorithms and whatnot, I was getting recommended more for people and it basically just shows YouTube that, Oh, this person actually is legit. They have enough content or Mm -hmm. their content is entertaining enough. So once, yeah, that thousand mark was like, Oh my gosh. So first hitting a hundred, 
that jumped up pretty quick. Yeah. And then hitting a thousand, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I think I hit a thousand in June. Yeah. Yeah. Late June, I hit a thousand. This is so, oh my gosh. I that I'm, this is so unreal. There are moments where I'm like, what? I just sit in a room and talk to a wall. What is happening? Uh, yeah, it's surreal. No joke. I like, I, I watch your videos and I, I saw the growth and I think I saw that you hit 10,000 and then later that day you did like a story on it. You're like, what is happening? And I, yeah. I was like going through the same emotions with you. I was like, what is uh, happening? Uh, <laughs> it, <it's>, <laughs> it still doesn't feel real. I'm going to be totally honest. It still does not feel real at all. No, that's so cool. I, I'm actually really excited for you. Like, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and it's well-deserved. You put out a lot of great videos and oh, the work that you that. do is awesome. Do you do like your own editing and everything for it? Yes. <laughs> okay, you're a mom. Gusto. You're a mom. You're you're a coordinator and you're a YouTube vlogger. How do you have time for all of that stuff? Um, <laughs> honestly, because I keep my events down to yeah. like 20, 25 a year, it's I don't do that much work on a day to day basis. It's mostly just keeping the tiny humans alive. Yeah, <laughs> hoping I brush my teeth and uh, yeah, editing, editing. Oh editing like, <laughs> i do not know how wedding videographers do it i would cry i would cry it doesn't help that my laptop is 10 years old and yeah. we ordered a new one it's on its way I'm so excited <laughs> oh my goodness but i mean editing a 10 minute video could take me six to 12 hours yeah. just depending on what i need to put yeah there's yeah. a lot yeah no you you have a really good format i love how you have like your titles over your videos like you have a whole it's like it's like you found a niche and it's it's perfect. It's like perfectly you. So um, yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that means a lot. <laughs> I get tortured by titles, yo. It's, it is. I'm like, is this good? Yeah. Is this not good? No. I don't know. I'm just no. gonna try it. <laughs> well, clearly, what you're doing is working. So just yeah. keep, <laughs> keep doing that. <laughs> don't don't change anything. Just keep it like that. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's so cool. Um, yeah. So, okay. So where can, where can people find you? Like, tell me where people can find you on Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, basically everything is JW coordination. Mm -hmm. So, um, that would be Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, even though I don't know how to tweet. I just, <laughs> I have one. So there's that. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm like a grandmother. <laughs> Um, and then as far as YouTube is concerned, it is under my name, Jamie Wolfer. Yeah. So. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Um, Jamie, I really appreciate your time and taking the time to come on the podcast and just let me pick your brain about, ev you know, everything about the industry. Um, I'm really excited about you and what you're doing with your YouTube. I'm excited to watch it keep growing, you know, and I'm looking forward to seeing what you're going to do with it from here on out. Oh, so. man. This has been, <laughs> I mean... I'm on a podcast. This is really cool. <laughs> even if the only person that listens to this is like my mom, I don't even care. Um, no, this has been this has been a treat. I'm really, really honored, and I'm super grateful that you know you want to know what a coordinator wants or a coordinator yeah. needs because I think the best way for all of us to grow our businesses is just to be kind to each other and yes. work well together because yes. that is going to be the key steps to success. Success. Yeah. success. This is great. Success. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs>
No, that couldn't be any truer. And and if uh, anybody getting into the industry starts with just that, just knowing that if you just pay attention to everything everybody in the industry is doing, when you go into a wedding and you're just kind to everybody, you work together and you have um, all the best intentions for the bride and groom, you are going to yeah. be successful. So, and, I, and I'm glad that you feel that way too. Uh, I and that's why I wanted to have you on because I knew you would have a good message for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> So well, that and I'm really caffeinated. That tends to help a oh, lot. Oh, dude, I've been caffeinated all day. <laughs> all day. All day. I'll have I'll have all your info in the show notes below so everybody can find you and link up with you. And if they want to reach out to you, you know, hopefully they do so. So I hope everybody goes out, checks out what you're doing. You're doing amazing work. And thank, thank you. you. Thank you for everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for your time. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely, my friend. There you have it, guys. Thank you again for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Podcast. If you guys are enjoying this uh, podcast, you like what you're hearing, um, I'd love to hear from you. If you scroll down, leave me a review. Let me know what you think. And if you can leave a five-star rating, that'll really help uh, the podcast out. Um, It'll make it uh, more discoverable for other people to find the podcast. So um, if you can scroll down, give me a five-star rating. I would really appreciate that. And if you guys have any questions, anything that you want to hear about more of on the podcast, or if you just want to reach out to me, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Wedding Photo Podcast. You can also find me on Twitter at Del Toro Photo. And uh, yeah, just uh, send me a message. Uh, Let me know what you think. Let me know what you want to hear. And like I said, I'd love to hear from you guys. So yeah, like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I got many more um, really great guests coming on the podcast, and I'm looking forward to sharing those with you guys. So until next time, we will see you on the next one.